hot out there. Welcome, people. This is The Scum and Sneak Fantasy Football Show about the LV Dynasty Fantasy Football League that we are all in. This is a sweaty scum. You know what, scum? This is sweaty sneak as well. It is a hot one out there, and we're going to be locked into this heat for another four months, gearing up for the season. Our first episode of June, and uh, dare I say, it is officially scummer. That's right. That's right. So, Sneak, we got a lot to talk about, especially what we got on video here on the Zoom call. Mm. But, you know, there's a... Before we get to side, not even sidetrack, before we get into it, because we're going to have a big discussion about some recent dealings in the league, we got to bring in our boy. We got to have a smashingly good tea time. We're literally inviting bad things into our home right now. Something weird, something different. What's up, fellas? What's up, scum? What's up, sneak? Hey, yo. Howdy, partner. Yeah, this How, How you guys been? Well, I've been tired. Mixed bag of emotions. <laughs> I've been in recovery mode, sleep catch up mode, work mode. Just a lot of stuff going on, but you know, we're here, loving it. Here and loving it. I, uh, I'm just constantly, constantly sweaty and just feeling gross here in Vegas. But you know what? I'm dealing with it. I'm dealing with it. It's a good gross. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, for for today's tea time, I want I wanted to do a quick little uh, little throwback because I remember a day when me, Julian, Chase, Doug, Matt. We all used to go over to Scum and, uh, and, and Doug's house before they before they got married or before uh, <laughs> got married. Before me and Doug got married, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but uh, and we used to play a lot of Super Smash Bros. And Ooh. so, what I want to do today is kind of a little throwback. I wanted to just I found this fun little quiz. And it's a, and it goes through eight questions, kind of a little personality quiz, and we're gonna find out which Super Smash Brothers character are you based on these very, you know, specific questions. <laughs> I'm excited. That sounds fun. I love it. It, it better I never get really played that from... game, so I don't really I don't really oh. know much about. I mean, I know what the game is, but I never really oh. played it. So. Oh yeah, bro. Don't even worry about it because these questions are they're designed for people just like you bro all right let's do it all right so who wants to go first me okay because i have a character and it better get it right i know your character and i I don't know so boy here we go scum number one the first question is if you heard that the mushroom kingdom was under attack how would you react now would you say looks like it's time for another adventure would you say i don't really care would you say oh no i hope everyone's okay or would you say mario can handle it i have other things to do oh it's time for another adventure okay okay and actually i have an idea here where i where i think we can do both of you guys at the same time so let's try that out do so you say, look like it's time for another adventure? Uh, Sneak, what would you say? Mario can handle it. <laughs> Mario can handle it. Nice. All right. Question number two. Now, you might not know like what these vehicles look like, but just go off the name of them. Who cares? Which of the following vehicles prefer to drive in a Mario Kart race? Number one, a Mach 8. Number two, a Blue Falcon. Number three, a Flame Rider. Or number four, Yoshi Bike. 
Uh, Claire answer, Yoshi bike. Yoshi bike. Flame rider. <laughs> Flame rider. <laughs> All right. Question number three. Out of all these Super Smash Brothers dishes, what would you rather have for lunch? Would you rather have the sushi platter, spaghetti, a beef bowl, or curry rice? Well, that's a tough one. Honestly, it is. <laughs> give me, give me the sushi platter. Go for a little sushi. Okay. Oh, fancy, all right. I'm gonna go beef bowl. <laughs> You so beefy, bro. <laughs> beef bowl. <laughs> Just a farm beef bowl. <laughs> Give me that beef. All right, next question. Okay, well, <laughs> number four. How do you play Super Smash Brothers most often? <laughs> Local multiplayer, <laughs> online, a single player, or it's hard to say I play a variety of modes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, obviously, local multiplayer in a little, a little condo, classic <laughs> N64. Sneak, what do you think? Maybe it's hard to say. What'd you say? Single mode. Single, single player. Got it. <laughs> Halfway there, boys. Okay. Where would you be more inclined to go on vacation? Would you rather go to the Wii Sports Resort, the Delfino Plaza, Pokey Park, or I'd rather stay at home? The true answer is I'd rather stay at home. I'm not a traveler, but we're going Delfino Plaza because I like that map. You don't want to go to the Pokey Park? Okay, interesting. Yeah. Sneak? Uh, what was them again real quick? So we got the Wii Sports Resort, just tons of sports and fun. I'll we do that. The... Okay. <laughs> 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 I was going to say stay at home too, but we got to get different answers up in here. We do. What kind of outfit would you wear to a party? Oh. Would you would you wear the I don't like parties? Something practical, something formal, or something stylish? <laughs> Obviously formal. <laughs> stylish. <laughs> got it. All right, we got we got we got Three questions, two questions left. All right. Here we go. Who would you like to see as a new Super Smash Brothers character? Toad, Simon, Simone Belmont. I don't know who that is. Bayonetta or Waluigi? Oh, Waluigi for sure. Uh, Bayonetta. I think she's already in the new one. This is a, this is an outdated quiz. I actually don't even know who, I don't know who that is. All right. This is the last one and it's probably the most telling to be honest. Here we go. Which of the following would you be most likely to accomplish? Would you be most likely to learn to fly an airplane? To run for political office? To become a famous chef? or to train to be a professional athlete. Now, we're talking about starting from here on. And like, what, what was the question? What's most attainable or what? Which of the following would you be most likely to accomplish starting if you had to start from here going into the rest of your life? I don't know why you're being so rude and immediately uh, <laughs> excluding the athlete thing, but I guess fly an airplane. Really? Okay. Not run for political office? That's what I was, that's what I was thinking for Juju. I'm going to go with Chef. Suffers by Sneak. Got him. <laughs> All right. I'm nervous. Okay. Interesting. And this is actually pretty true. I mean, <laughs> this one's for, for, uh, for Scum because it has a little, like a little thing at the bottom. And Ooh. I feel like it exactly explains Scum. Read, read my horoscope, bro. <laughs> so, which Super Smash Bros. character is Scum? He is the main man, Mario. What? And it says at the bottom, you may be an everyman, but you have an underlying heroic nature. Hmm. Hmm. Nice. That is very, very Scum. 
That is very scum. Even though he tries to be the villain, he's definitely the hero. Yeah. I'm the antagonist, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and and uh, Sneak? Yeah. I don't, honestly, <laughs> I don't know who this is, but it just it looks like you, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> who is it? His name's Olimar. <laughs> Holy Mark! I don't know who that is, but I wish I could show you this picture. It's 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 hilarious. Holy um, Mark, how do you spell that? O L I M A R. Captain Holy Mark. And and the little thing at the bottom says, "You love to pick your friends, and lots of them, who assist you with life's challenges." Spot on. Spot on. Love it. Well, uh, that was today's uh, that was today's tea time. Did uh, you? Hope you learned, I hope you learned a little bit more about yourselves. You know, I mean, because that's the most important thing. Did you take it before us or no? Are you taking no, it? No, I haven't taken it. <laughs> I have not taken it. Take it really quick while I go on my spiel because just okay. for a little background, like Tyler said, we used to play Super Smash Brothers like three times a week. Uh, why? I don't know. It's fun. But we got really, like, oddly good. And I was really good with Donkey Kong out of, like, uh, the original Super Smash Brothers N64 game, which is a super weird character to be good with. But that's what I did. And that's what I tried to uh, try to game this answer to. That's why I picked formal wear, because I wanted that tie mm. that Donkey Kong wears. That's a good point. And I hope I get Fox here, because I was, like, all about Fox. Sneak, when you did play, who was your actual character? Do you remember? I know you didn't play Probably, probably Link. Mm. Honestly, I could see you getting Link in this thing. I feel like Link, because I was such so into Zelda, like I was always wanting to play with him. You know, quiet, brooding, big sword. Big sword. <laughs> big old thing, ready to just wield it. Ugh. <sighs> All right. Well, <laughs> um, I did mine, and and honestly, I don't know. <laughs> Let's hear it. I am Peach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Princess Peach! I'm Princess Peach, and it says you're kind and classy, and could use a plumber around the house. I mean, that's hey true. <laughs> I could. Honestly, so true. Yeah. Yeah, that was, a, that was a lot of fun, boys. Very good. Another successful tea time. A lot of fun. Appreciate it. Now I know exactly who I am in the Smash Brothers world, and I'm coming for all you. <laughs> Olimar. Olimar. All right, guys. Love you. Super fun. Thanks, Big T. Thanks, Big T. Bye. Well, thanks again, Big T. That was that was pretty fun. But, Sneak, we've, we've had something on our minds this whole time for sure. And that was the major trade that went down on Friday night at Payments during a hangout, just when the best deals get made, honestly. Yep. And it's a lot to read off. So I'm going to name the players that you sent out, and then we'll just kind of lump the picks together. And we'll say what they are, but reading each one individually is going to be pretty tough. Yep. So you sent out a Huge package of Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett, Antonio Brown, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, and then Joe Mixon and Samaji P. Ryan. Some picks over the next two years ranging between sixth and tenth rounders. So nothing higher than a sixth rounder. And you got back eight first round picks eight of them and two seconds for your troubles. Oh man. No, that's, that's a third of the first round picks between 2022 and 2023. Yeah. Major. Major trade. Uh, like you said, man, a big group hangout at payments. Just the drinks were flowing. The fun was happening. 
And honestly, that's when some of these big trades happen. And I never thought that I would be involved in something like this. I've been against picks uh, basically since the start of the, the league and just always wanted to have good upcoming players. But, you know, the deal came together and I pulled the trigger and that's that. And I'm still reeling from it. Honestly, I'm still thinking about what have I done? Uh, you know, basically giving up this year, playing for a future. But like I said, in our, in our dynasty chat and in, uh, you know, talking with people, never won the league, never been in a championship game, always been a perennial playoff first round exit. Uh, and I basically had this same team for anywhere from two to four to five years, like always had good teams always had the same players coming up. Like I had Elliot from the start had Dalvin for two years. You know, I've had Lockett now for two or three years. So I've had this team hasn't really panned out for me and I've never built through the draft. I've never experienced what it's like to have even barely one first round pick, let alone eight in the next couple of years. So it's going to give me time to research, watch a little college football, see who the upcoming guys are, or have a bunch of ammunition to be able to trade in the future and get on some of these younger guys on t- that are on teams that might not be in that position to win yet and might be looking at the same thing that I'm doing. You know, two, three years from now, if someone's looking to do a rebuild, I'll have ammunition for it. So I feel like I've got a lot more options than what I did before. Of course, I'm always going to lament and be sad to see those players go. I thought I had a really, really cool team for a long time. And I just enjoyed knowing that I was going to be good most weeks. And I was going to be, you know, maybe lose two games a year and get into the playoffs and be good. But it hasn't panned out for me. So here we are. Made the move. You know, it'll be just fun watching this year in the Dynasty League, seeing if there's anyone can come up and take my spot in the, in the playoffs, see if anyone else makes a move and tried to shake the league up. And that's what I did. I shook it up and we're here talking about it. I don't know what else to really say about it. You know, everyone's going to always say you could have got more of this and that, but the rea- that reality in that world, like we talk all the time, scum really doesn't exist. It only exists in the words that are being said. So here we are and I'm excited. I'm still nervous about it and I'll get over it and we'll see what happens. And I, I'm excited. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Well, that's good. You're excited. And you got to be a little nervous after every like big deal. You got a little nervous. I think the big thing for our league and fantasy in general, have fun. Like what's the, what's the point of, if of, of doing it, if you're just like looking at the same team, like you were saying year after year and just like, not that you didn't like those players or like being good, but you're like, well, you know, nothing is uh, enjoyable about it. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. Like just to have fun. We've been at this thing for going, this is what our eighth or ninth year, whatever it is. And now I'm doing something completely different. It's going to be fun for the next two or three years, something really new and different for me. So that's, that's it. You know, I'm having fun. I haven't won. I didn't, even if I was going to win this year, I probably wasn't going to win the next year and the pot's dead at this point. We're starting from fresh. So why don't I start from fresh and see what I can do? And maybe I'll be back in it in the next two, two years or so. So it's fun. It's just a fun thing. This is league is for fun. And uh, yeah, I, I won't be gone too long. Don't worry about it. No, I don't, I don't think you will either. Especially like you said, with the chance at drafting high picks in the next couple of rounds, you got, you know, what seem to be good picks. We know, we don't know until the year plays out, but very likely you'll be picking in the top half of the draft, the rookie draft. And you do have the flexibility. If someone else wants to rebuild, you can, you know, take one of their good young players and, and jumpstart your acceleration back to the top. Uh, I did want to give you the chance to specifically go back at some of the hate you got to address it. And you have done that already, but the, the notion that you could have got more, for each of those players in separate deals. I'll, I'll jumpstart it by saying, you know, where were those deals? If you were going to get more for Zeke by himself or Dalvin by himself, who was offering more than two firsts, more than three firsts for any of those players who was offering a first and two rookies. I don't know. You tell me, did, did anyone come close to offering anything like that before Eric? No. So I never had any official offers from anybody else, probably because they didn't know where my head was. I didn't reach out to them either and be like, this is what I'm thinking. I just saw Eric's team with the bevy of first round picks. You know, he had the most to give me. I wasn't, I was looking for picks. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do this thing through picks. If I just were to trade Dalvin, Elliott, Keenan for even younger players, I'm just doing the same thing I recycled. So no, I didn't have any official offers 
And maybe if I would have put it out there that these guys are legit on the table, start sending me offers. Yeah, sure. Maybe I could have squeezed out another first or maybe a young guy in another first, but I got eight first and two, I got 10 picks for basically five players and three of those players are on the tail end of their careers. So yeah, where are the better deals out there? Maybe, like you said, maybe another first, maybe another couple seconds just to make it just a more, you know, pit cachet, but I don't know where those deals would have been. No one else, in my opinion, had more to give than Eric. And there's a players in this league that just aren't as willing to talk and make it work anyway. Like Wade, he's got a bunch of picks. It's impossible to talk with him or get anything going. So I was not going to waste my time when I had, I felt like a good deal on the table and that we were both willing to discuss it. We discussed it for a couple hours. We, we made it work and that's the deal happened. You know, I don't see where I could have gotten anything better. Uh, but yeah, that's what you can judge me. You can, you can say, I, someone's going to say I would have given you more. Okay. Well you, you didn't, you didn't get my players. You still have what you have and I'm feeling in a good spot. So there you have it. There you have it. I think that you made a really good point too about the players that you sold, especially the running backs, Zeke, Dalvin, and Joe Mixon to a lesser extent a little bit, but they've been the top of the running back class at the top for a couple of years now. They're all, I think Mixon's 24 and then Zeke's 25, Dalvin's 26, something like that, right? Yeah, I think Zeke's getting ready to be or to switch those two. I think Dalvin's a year younger than Zeke. Sure. But they're still, you know, they're not. No, they're, they're not dead or gone or, right. or, or by any means. I feel like they could, I feel like Dalvin, I feel like all three of those running backs have a good two to three years left in them. But you're right. looking at players, the, the back, I mean, I, you okay, fine. You could say that I got, you got, I threw Keenan, I got Keenan Allen and Tyler Lockett in there, both who are getting close to 30 as receivers and, so, I don't know. I mean, I don't right. know. That's what I mean. There's, there's something to be said, and this is like a, a general dynasty philosophy, you could say, but there's something to be said about selling players at the peak of their value rather than letting them age out and drop off and then getting nothing for them. Look at like Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley. They were the top two guys for years and years before, right? And then like pretty quickly, they just dropped off. And I think, Chase and Brandon, who had them at the peak of their values, ended up selling at a probably decent time when they could have. I don't really remember, but there was definitely a decrease in their value really quickly. So while you and I don't think that that's coming this year for Zeke, Dalvin, and Joe Mixon, it's closer than it is farther away, I would say. Yeah, and you can compare it to the latest Saquon trade. Saquon, who is a year or two younger than all – is at the same age as Mixon, probably younger than Dalvin, younger than Elliot coming off his injury, just got traded for four first two in 2022, two in 2023 or whatever, like future firsts. And Eric got seconds back in that trade. Like he got, he not only got first or right. Like how, how did that trade go down? He got yeah, seconds, no, so first, he got Chase, seconds Chase, back or whatever. Yeah. Right. So first and seconds were moved and, and Saquon was the guy like, Okay, I got eight first for three starting running backs and two starting older on the downside, probably in their careers receivers. And I got eight first, and I gave back nothing better than a six. So I don't, I don't see really how you can compare those two. And in the trade before that, Saquon got traded for players for the for Matt's team to win. Now he got traded for Allen Robinson, Mooney, you know, uh, Mike Davis in Atlanta. So like there was no picks involved in that trade. It was a trade that Matt was trying to say he needs to get players for the win. Now I'm moving on from the win. Now it's been my philosophy forever. I'm moving on to the future. So I feel like, yeah, eight first and 10 total picks in the first two rounds of the next two years is best. I was probably going to get for him. Even if Dalvin Zeke and Mixon have great years this year, I would probably get this same trade again next year, but I just jumped on it a year early because I had a buyer. We had a deal in place and here we go. Exactly. That's the big point, I think, is you had someone that had the assets that you wanted. Chase traded the four firsts for Saquon. And yeah, people might say, okay, go look for that deal for Dalvin. The four first person was Eric. He's the only one that had that to give besides, like you said, Wade 
or I think maybe Doug has that, but again, those guys are hard to get at and they're probably not doing that. So if you wanted to and, make, and, yeah. And it's funner to throw big package deals out there. Like I could have maybe just kept it the running backs, maybe kept the receivers, tried to throw those receivers out in different deals, but and it's fun to throw six players out there, get a, but like, I don't know. I did, maybe I don't have the patience to go and be like, all right, I made this deal. Now I gotta go find someone to buy Keenan. Now I gotta go find someone to buy lock. And I, so I'm already in that position now. Like I've got, all three of my quarterbacks are on the table. If anyone's looking for a quarterback, Dak, Tanny, and Stafford, they're completely 100% available. Hunter Henry's available. If anyone's looking for a starting tight end, I still got Will Fuller and Tyler Boyd that can be serviceable middle two, three uh, slotted receivers for anybody's team. So I'm still in that peace mode of trying to sell the team. So I had a big, you know, we're talking to that Ozzie at this point, but I had, it's fun to get that big deal you know the, the the lot of players a lot of picks moving and i'm still in that peace cell mode that i'm gonna be doing for the next four months so it's gonna be fun first, people yeah need anything come calling i'm ready to go yeah well thank you for sharing i support the move anyway when it's something like that when you are changing your your plan and you you know are committed to that like well, it's not a bad move it's not the wrong move you know you didn't try to do it halfway either you know you didn't sell like one or two of them and get like some picks back and still try to compete with like a lesser team like you're all in you got your pick back which is important but yeah good on you it's gonna be fun you get to do something different like you said and coming back to it like we're gonna talk now about guys who are reaching that age where we got to send them to the retirement home. You've got to start looking at like, okay, they are going to drop off here within the next year or two because of age, because of workload in the past. And because of that's just how the NFL is. There's not long careers unless you're Tom Brady. So. Yeah. There comes a point in everyone's fantasy life, dynasty life, team manager, where you've got to take a hard look at your team some of those stars, some of those journeymen, some of that, those players on your team and realize they're ready to go. They're ready to sail off into the sunset, put them in the wheelchair, wheel them off to the home, whatever it is that you need to do. You need to make those hard decisions. You either let them retire and live in your basement for the rest of their career, or you make the decision, make a couple phone calls, send them off to the retirement home. And a lot of those decisions are hard. You want to try to you know, hit them in that right spot. And we're going to take a look at everyone's team, find a couple of those guys that fit that mold, maybe put a little bugs in some ears, maybe uh, alert some of those, uh, you know, raise some eyebrows and let people out there, uh, you know, start to shake and bake and get their teams moving and hot and heavy because before you know what the season's going to be here, we're going to be in season mode and prices and deals is just going to be harder to come by. So let's look, take a look at that retirement home. Let's take a look at what some of these players, uh, you know, have in store for their future. Exactly. Let's get into that after a word from our sponsor. I remember hearing phrases like ADPs, yards per carry, touchdown to interception ratios, and fantasy points per game. These were all gibberish and made no sense to me. But then I listened to the Scum and Schneek show. Their knowledge and skills are unmatched. Thanks, Scum. Thanks, Schneek. I now have what it takes to win my fantasy football league, the best fantasy football podcast on this side of the Mississippi. And we're back. Shneek, let's let's talk about those old guys. We have already kind of teed it up saying that you know there's a there's a time to potentially sell people at high value before they start to drop off. There's also a time just to cut bait and say, you know what? Larry Fitzgerald, you've been great for years, but you're just not, you're on an NFL roster, but you shouldn't be on my dynasty roster. And, and we saw that last year, I think, right? He finally hit the waiver wires and is not going to be back on an anyone's team, I don't think, anyway, coming up. So I just think what you and I did is we went team by team in our dynasty league that we are all in. And I think we, we each have a couple, at least a couple names from each team we'll discuss, but we'll kind of pick our like favorite guy from each team to send to the retirement home. Does that sound good to you? Sounds good. All right. Let's, uh, why don't I just start with myself? Cause this is going to be a tough conversation. Mm. I've purposefully <laughs> invested in some older guys that were really good, but people wanted to kind of sell like, like to our point. So 
before I say who I kind of deemed on my team, who who did you have for me? Uh, Scum, for you, to me, after reviewing the team, it was a no-brainer, and he has just been an absolute monster. But Travis Kelsey is <laughs> at that point. Is I, I just feel like he's at that point to where there's got to be a drop-off. There's got to be an injury. There's got to be... Uh, you know, lack of production. He's getting, he's 31 currently. Uh, been super productive for his whole career. Uh, but I think the retirement home's calling. I think Father Time is knocking at the door. So I chose Travis Kelsey. And I think you would agree that you're waiting for that shoe to drop and you're just hoping that he has some twilight years in him. I would be lying if I said I didn't have him on the list, on the short list, because yeah. 31 for any NFL player, uh, especially a non-quarterback, is just – you're at Great Gardens at that point. You're ready to, you know, pack it up and play shuffleboard and, and eat your lunch and dinner really early. I think that's an old person thing to do. I don't know. Yeah. Brandon and Jesse, let me know if that's accurate for your lives. But I just think that – I mean, I don't know. You're right. It's going to come sooner rather than later for him. He's had some pretty good health over his career. That's why he's been so productive. You know, he plays in dang near every game. And I I don't think that that's going to be the case for the next, uh, obviously like five years, but even next, even this coming season, we might see that start to uh, start to wear down. I don't want it to happen. I love him. He's got, he's the best stack in the game with Patrick Mahomes, but you're you're not wrong. However, I did not pick him for my guy that I'm going to send off into into the retirement home just yet. Okay, who you got? I it pains me to say this because he had a bit of a resurgence last year towards the end, and there is some hope for the Colts for him this year with a new quarterback, and also some hope for me because I kind of need him to be a flex, but. T.Y. Hilton, I think, is that guy, and I think he's been showing that for a couple of years now. He's got, he's had the, uh, he's had the occasional flashes, and like I said, he had some blow up games last year that were really surprising. But he himself is, I think, he's the same age as Kelsey. Let me double check. Yeah, he's thirty-one. Yeah. So for a guy like him too, that was a speed surfer for a lot of years, who's not as big, probably coming up on his on his sunset pretty soon, sooner than Kelsey, I would say. So that's why I picked him. Yeah, I would agree sooner than Kelsey, but I do believe T.Y. is, is primed for a resurgence this year with Wentz and, uh, you know, revamped Colts trying to get him back. But yeah, he's, you're right. He's getting up there too. I kind of overlooked him. Uh, but just to go back real quick before I move on from Kelsey, he's never really been hurt, like you said, and he doesn't really play the same way as some of the other tight ends play, like, like how Gronk played early in his career. He doesn't take big hits. He runs the type of routes to where it's, you know, yards after the catch. He doesn't take a lot of that punishment. So maybe he's got another year or two in him without uh, injury. And and even if a major drop off in stats, he's still going to be a top five tight end. I, um, you know, you know that I don't like focusing on just my team. I don't want to spend all this time just talking about my team, all the great historical players that are on it, all the success I've had. You know, I, I don't like to do that, right? Right. But we can't move on just yet because there's a guy who's older than both Travis Kelsey and T.Y. He's been in the news a lot lately, and I think people are like are going to say, why didn't you talk about Julio Jones? Mm. 32 and uh, just switched teams. So did he even, was he close to Kelsey in your mind? Was he a consideration or is it just, we've talked about him a lot. He's the, the number one receiver of like this generation of our, of our time kind of growing up watching football. So. I, yeah. I didn't really consider Julio in here. Cause I figure I picked a player for you that was going to have a bigger impact on your team. Uh, but Julio going to the Titans, could very well have a little bit of a resurgence in the end of his career. Uh, but I feel like, but yeah, you know, he's had a little bit injury in the past. He's had a little bit last year, especially kind of missing time, but yeah, like you said, just, uh, I think we've even mentioned on the show before, it's a sad time seeing Julio get traded, being older, kind of breaking down because he's been the top receiver basically since the whole 2010s. And he's just been 
a predominant number one guy that you're like, that's Julio. And so I didn't really consider him in this spot for you because I feel like losing out on Kelsey will be a bigger hit for you than losing out on Julio. Yeah, for, that would be the case for sure. But I just want to talk about him just because, you know, it, the biggest move. It's big Julio. You deserve yeah. it. But okay, how about we talk about your team? And your team was kind of hard because, uh, one, all those guys are gone now. <laughs> Half your team got traded. So why don't you lead it off? And who is your retirement home guy from Schneek team? Yeah, it was hard. I don't really have much to choose from now. And the guys that I have left are still pretty close in their younger years. But I chose to do uh, Matt Stafford. Okay. Quarterback. He's 33. New team this year. If it doesn't work out, if he can't put it together this year, I have a feeling he, they, the Rams could even maybe try to move off from him quickly, and then he's going to turn into one of those quarterbacks that just kind of travels around the last three years of his career and is over. He's approaching that age to where, you know, he's you know, there's still quarterbacks that can play super long and do good, but he hasn't had the like sustained win lot win success. So I think a lot of players or a lot of people think of Stafford as just being like a stats guy, a big arm guy. So if he can't put it together with the Rams, he's getting older. He's had a lot of injuries. He was hurt a lot in Detroit, playing through a lot of injuries. So uh, I've chose Stafford as being the guy that I think I'm ready uh, or he's maybe ready to ship off. Barring now, this could, this is all predicated on this year, going to the Rams. If he has a great year, he could get a contract extension. We could see him for another five years, but I chose Stafford and the, you know, consolidation project threw geo in there. 29, you know, you mentioned he was one of your first picks in the inaugural draft. Only 29, even though that's super old for running backs, I felt like Gio's been in the league for like 15 years. But uh, going to the Bucks, you know, before I made my trade, I was like, oh, another little sneaky running back I can throw in there if I need to, maybe get some catches. But yeah, not a lot to choose from on my team. So those are my two guys, mainly focusing on Stafford because that quarterback hitting that 33, 34 range in age, getting close to that end of that career, I think. Yeah. We talked about Stafford though on our, on our breakout episode. And I do have some faith in him still. He is getting up there. Definitely not a spring chicken anymore, but I think he'll have some success with the Rams and Sean McVay uh, for the next couple of years, at least. So my pick was Gio Bernard, like you mentioned, 29 is just super old for running back. He'll still, I think have a role and value for a little while, but He's not going to be a, a major producer. You know, he'll probably be more valuable to Tom Brady as just like a, a running back who can actually catch for the Bucks because they didn't have right. that last year. But, um, yeah, he's he's on the way out, which is sad to see. I mean, he's been he's been around, been a part of of Dynasty or not Dynasty even, but fantasy teams for years and years. So good job, Gio, for um, being the 12th overall pick or maybe 11th overall pick in the LV dynasty startup draft. <laughs> All right. How about let's go some, there's a bunch of teams who are pretty young in our league and there's not a lot of guys who are, who are relevant that will make our retirement home list. So let's, let's hit a couple of those teams. Cause they'll go quicker. Brandon's team. Do not We've you look at this team and it's like young stud, young stud, young stud. And even like, trying to fit Devonte Adams into the old guy mold doesn't even work. Cause he's like 28. Yeah. So there's a, there's some old running backs on his team that he probably will cut when it comes to keeper time. So the most important of them and saddest is probably Le'Veon Bell. Yep. We talked about it. Great, great, great running back for years and years, but he's at that age and is just worn down and has not found success since leaving the Steelers, really. Yeah, like you said, Brendan's team is chock full of young studs left and right, so it was a little bit difficult trying to guy, find guys there. I agree with you. Lev Bell was on my list. I threw Mark Ingram in there as well. I think he's 32. So he's going to have some some guys that have been on a lot of fantasy teams for a lot of years and big contributors that he's going to cut, throw them to the retirement home, send them off with a wave, box of chocolates, and a pat on the back. Uh, they are, their careers are done. They're going to sit and watch the rest of these young guys destroy it from their, from, from their community. Uh, what are their multi-purpose room community <laughs> area of the retirement home where they sit around and eat jello. 
<laughs> Another team that, you know, I think too would be a good, a good example or not example, but just something to look to for you that did like a pretty quick rebuild after a tough year, you know, after probably a, uh, I don't know, questionable, questionably ethical trade, but that's Gooch. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's got some young talent, but the guy that I have on the way towards the retirement home for him is Jordan Reed, who was, uh, I don't even know if he was great for a long time, but there was a lot of years that we thought he was going to be great when he was younger. And then just injuries, 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 but definitely some bright spots in there. I know he shined a little bit for Chase's 49ers last year too. That's why he has him on the team, but it's time for him to be, to be done. He even might've like actually retired too, I think from the NFL. Yeah. I think Jordan Reed did retire, always hurt, always felt like, okay, this is, this is his year because he had all the skill and talent in the world. And uh, so good call on that one. Now I took a little tag with Gucci's team, a little bit different, try to throw a little bit of scaries in there for him and just trying to get bigger names going here. I picked Aaron Jones because he's going to be 27 in December of this year. You know, basically at the end of this season, he's going to be turning 27. We don't know what that team's going to look like going forward with Aaron Rodgers. I feel like a lot of Aaron Jones' success is based off of Aaron Rodgers being back there. You know, has a lot of bit more open uh, boxes to run in. Obviously, the catches out the backfield with Rodgers. But if Rodgers isn't there, or even if he is there, this might be one of Aaron Jones' last majorly productive good years. They got A.J. Dillon waiting in the wings. And at that age of 27, going into the next year at a right 27, could be at that time where running back maybe starts to falter. So I threw Aaron Jones in there to try to get a little bigger name and let's uh, you know have a little fun with that one. That's a good one, too. I think that he probably has, at least this year in him, that's going to be pretty good even without Aaron Rodgers if that happens. He hasn't had a lot of wear and tear on him, you know, isn't like a heavy carry guy. But yeah, 27 is not, you know, is not a good age for a running back, right? You don't want you don't want your running back to be 27 and be handling um, you know, 200 carries. So, I could see that staff start to really have a youth movement, right? Like if Aaron Rodgers isn't back next year for sure, they look to Jordan Love or someone else maybe and say, "Okay, let's go AJ Dillon, let's see what we can do and um, just start kind of like the rebuild." So, that's a good one. Who do you want to talk about next? Let's do Doug. Oh, Doug. Doug, the guy who's in the league, does never listen to the pod. Uh, I don't know how much he cares. He's, I feel like he's getting a little bit maybe more active as the season goes on, but he has quite a few players on his team that are already at that retirement age and definitely ready to sit in the rocking chair and watch the sunset. Yeah, Doug was – Looking at Doug's team was actually kind of the inspiration for this episode. <laughs> My guy, like that was again just the like big driver of me thinking about it, was AJ Green. Mm-hmm. Hate to say it, you know, and maybe there's some chance for a little bit of resurgence this year with the Cardinals, but the past what three years or so, just dealt with injuries, has not looked the same, has not been the guy that we were looking at. That was, you know, I think he was. Was he picked before Julio Jones in that draft? In the NFL draft? NFL draft, yeah. I doubt it. Maybe, but I mean, they were in the same class. They were close. Um, He was there with Julio a lot of years, you know, looked great and just hasn't been there. And I think that this is probably his last gasp. Um, Oh, definitely with the Cardinals, but even just like first couple of games, I think we're going to see him be, be pretty dunzo. And that's sad to say. Yeah, I had AJ Green as well. I also threw in, we don't need to talk about it, Big Ben and Ryan Fitzpatrick. They're both super old quarterbacks. So, and Doug knows that, and we all know that. So, yeah, AJ Green, when it comes to players that are, you just have synonymous and just being like, man, so fun, so cool for so long, but definitely AJ Green's ready to, to move on. Now, it's, yeah, we can say, uh, that, oh, you're, you were right. A.J. Green was drafted before Julio. Let's go. He was drafted fourth overall. Julio was sixth overall. Wow. Anyway, now it's easy to say that I go into the Cardinals, that offense, you could easily carve out a role. Uh, and I was starting to think that as well. But I'm just going to go on record and say A.J. Green is absolutely not going to have a resurgence this year. Uh, he is not going to be at all re- remotely good or important on that offense 
Uh, and, and there's no point in there. He's ready to go. He's ready to be done with that career. So, yeah, I agree with you on A.J. Green. Just another one of those players for the last, you know, draft in 2011, 10 years ago, just like, dang, A.J. Green's getting ready to be done. Dang, is Julio getting ready to be gone? It's just we go through these cycles of these players that have been so good for so long, and we see them as young guns, and we see them as domination, and then we see them as just old fo- in the old folks' home. That's crazy. And that means we're headed for the old folks' home, too, 10 years ago. and <laughs> Oh, boy. Mm. But that's for another that's for another episode. Let's not go down that path. How about we talk uh, Big T? Big T, the Alaskan nomad. Tyler's another one. He's kind of like me and Doug that have these guys that are the bigger contributors contributors on the team, and they're starting to look a little long in the tooth there. So, who, who did you have? Uh, for Big T, I had ah, I had two guys like I did for everybody, but I'm going to just go with Adam Thielen. Yep. Uh, I forget how old he is. He's probably at least 30, 31. Uh, yeah. But he's okay. been a starter on T's team, a starter on a lot of teams. I think T is probably still relying on him to be a starter this year. And that this might be the last year. It might not be. I don't know. You know, we don't know, but I think when you're relying heavily on someone like a Thielen, it's time to really look at what you can do to move on from that. And that's, you know, that's kind of where I'm at with T's team, Thielen. Yep. Thielen's 30. He turns 31 in August of this year. So um, he's coming off a big year, like double-digit touchdowns, I think. So he's definitely – there's still some value there, but – you know, it's going to be, there's going to be a pretty steep drop off. I bet for him too, just because of the age and his injury history, he's, he's dealt with a lot of stuff in his career. So that's going to start to creep back up uh, as he gets older. I, I did have him on my list, but I also had Raheem Mostert who's 30 Mm. again for a running back. Not great. The athleticism and the explosion is still there. We saw that last year, but uh, he's another guy that has not held up to the the punishment that a running back has to take. He's dealt with injuries his whole career. Um, you could make an argument that because he doesn't have a lot of carries on him, again, uh, maybe that's, that buys some time before his decline. But, I mean, I, I doubt beyond this year. I don't even see him being on a roster after this year just because he'll be a 31-year-old running back. Yeah, yeah. I didn't look much into Mostert. My other guy, just real quick, don't need to talk about it. Obviously, Todd Gurley is still on T's team. He's, Todd Gurley is only going to be 27 in August. It's crazy. In August. He's still two months away from being 27 and basically been like just – he was, what, good last year for the first four weeks of Atlanta scoring touchdowns and then just was like a, just nobody. Yeah. It's a, he declines so fast. It's, it's nuts. It's like when you think of him, it's like he's in the same like – you think of him the same way as you think of like Adrian Peterson who's been in the league for like 14 years or something. But that's just how like washed up Todd Gurley is. Uh, sadly, I mean, like I think it's his knees, right, that are just like super bad. Yeah. And they were starting to even be really bad when he was doing really good with the Rams. So he just had a tough break had two really good years, and then it was done, though. <laughs> yeah. On T's team, too, I think we just have to mention Aaron Rodgers, and, and we wouldn't be if he wasn't threatening to retire this year. <laughs> like, I think he's got plenty of good football in him, but I don't know. I, I take it pretty seriously that like he might just say he's done. He'll go host Jeopardy. He doesn't want to deal with the Packers anymore. Like, yeah, he's got that personality and that attitude to where it's like, whatever, screw it, then I'm done. I'm just going to retire and go be a celebrity or go to California and get all this other stuff. He's not like the molds of Brady or some of these other players that are just like, well, I'm going to go to a different team and be awesome for another 10 years. Like, I feel like Rodgers is just kind of like has that, you know, screw it mentality. And yeah, he could very well just be done. And yeah, he's got plenty of football left. So man, we, he's got some players on that team that are really in that aging scary zone where if he wants to, you know, stay, stay going here, he needs to look to start to rebuild that team up. Yeah. Maybe we should have told him that on tea time. 
<laughs> well, hopefully he listens and then uh, we go and have another payments night and then we just you know, do a bunch of trades. I mean, hopefully he's listening. Gosh. Anyway, uh, how about a guy that definitely listens? Ben. <laughs> Benjamin B- Smith, Ben 08. Does he listen to the pod? No, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me on Ben, obvious choice would be Brady, but he's playing at such a high level that it's hard to ship him off to the retirement home. It's hard to put the grays in the hair and the, the, you know, the wrinkles and say he's done though, because who knows what's going to happen with Brady. He's the outlier of the whole NFL history, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So I just, I threw in Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. Like 34 last year, I was all hyped that he was going to have some great year with the saints and just that never happened. Uh, now he's on the bills. Always going to be their number two receiver. All good. I, that's not going to happen. So I'm out on Emmanuel Sanders. He's been in the league forever. I didn't realize how old he was. Uh, so yeah, he's, he's ready to, uh, you know, pack the bags, put on the, uh, the elastic pants and the, you know, the uh, orthopedic shoes and hit the, hit the rocker. Yep. <laughs> I had uh, his teammate on the bills, which is actually funny. I'm just realizing that now, but Cole Beasley. Yeah. Like 32, tough guy had he like their story came out recently where he like played in the playoffs on a broken leg or something so, i mean like super cool and he's really effective when he plays but he's another guy that dealt with injuries and 32 like that's not gonna that's not gonna bode well uh on a healing broken leg this year i don't think so i don't know gabe davis might have to step up sooner rather than later for the bills this year but Colby is the guy that I had and, and him and Sanders can just kind of, you know, sit in their red wheelie rockers walkers together and, you know, watch Josh Allen dominate. <laughs> yeah. Look at that young guy. He's so good. We are back in the day that we would have been catching those passes. Back in the day when Sanders played with the, uh, who did he play with? Manning. Big Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Big Ben. Peyton Manning on the Broncos. Like Peyton Manning has been retired for like six <laughs> years or something. <laughs> so fun uh, well we're getting down to it um let's see who you who you want i'm gonna go with hesse on this one hesse jesse okay. our uh hawaiian island native out there and i'm gonna just commit to the two guys i had on his team and i'm gonna just coming in really hot and heavy and trying to trying to get jesse and hesse to really understand he's got david johnson and melvin gordon yeah Two running backs that are old. Melvin Gordon, what, 28? David Johnson, it got to be 30 at this point. Old, old running backs who he's 100 million percent relying on to be starters and big-time producers for that team this year. Yeah. Jesse, Hesse, if you're listening, my friend, take a hard look at that running back room that you have on your team and realize these guys ain't it, my friend. Get them out the house rebuild up that team, try to find something for him. Because if you don't, you're going to be on the wrong side of that. And you're going to have a hefty retirement bill when it comes, it is expensive in those homes and you've got two guys ready to go. Yeah. Jesse's going to have to take out a loan to, to put his running back core into those retirement homes. David Johnson does turn 30 in December and my boy, Melvin Gordon turns 29 uh, next year, next spring, he just turned 28. So maybe a little more spring in his step, but he's definitely on the way out. And, you know, they already drafted a rookie to replace him. So he's not long for Denver. I agree with both those picks. I also had Gronk on the list, which, oh, nice, nice. which is who I, I, I said the same thing last year. And he ended up having a pretty decent season, especially for a tight end, mm-hmm. but he's just had a bunch of damage to that body. You brought it up earlier. He just took a lot of punishment. So, I mean, I don't think he can really hold up that much longer. Plus, he wants to go party. He wants to retire and live that, like, live that good life on retirement. Yeah, he can retire and go party and still be, like, 32 and just have, like, a bunch of money and fun. And, yeah, I don't know why. He just won the Super Bowl. I would have retired. <laughs> <laughs> How about Jimbo? Jimbo. Uh, who you got for Jimbo. His was a little tough because he's got guys that are like kind of older that are important uh, or maybe like flashed at an older age. But uh, I did pick Chris Carson just because he's uh, he'll turn 27. Another guy, too, that's just been taking a beating, probably will t- 
take a beating this year, getting ran into the ground and his body just like is ready to give up. I think dealt with injuries a lot in his career. I know the Seahawks did re-sign him and don't have a lot, you know, as far as a replacement to back him up. But I just think they're going to use that as like, okay, we don't need to, you know, save him for the future. It's just going to be the guy we use this year, ground and pound, and then probably send him off to uh, uh, assisted living senior home because he won't be able to walk. Yeah, very, very true on that. I thought about Chris Carson and honestly hate to say it, Jimbo, but your team is looking a little bit too close to Hesse's team with older running backs or running backs that are getting to the point to where they've been moving around teams and you don't clearly know if they're going to be good. You've got Clyde Edwards-Lair waiting in the wings, rookie last year. We all know about that. We're hoping he's going to be good for you. Now, I chose Kenyon Drake. Mm-hmm. He is currently 27 and a half, actually. He's getting... Oh. He's, he's going to be 28 at the end of the year in January. So he's playing in his 27th age season this year. Uh, didn't he just join the Raiders after being on the Cardinals and the trade with Miami earlier? So Jimbo Kenyon Drake is at that running back age where he might have another good year, but we, but probably not. We're not Kenyon Drake fans. We don't have any confidence. Now maybe you do and so be it, but you got, like Scum just mentioned, you got Chris Carson, Kenyon Drake at 27, and James Conner, who's still left, is 26. So he's only a year away from that age where you really start to look, have to take a hard look at your running backs. So don't like what I'm seeing there, Jimbo, but you obviously do, and it is your team, so good on you, my friend. But whew, I would not like to be looking at three running backs on the hard end of that 27. So I went with Kenyon Drake, and uh, he's not even good anyway, so... <laughs> that's a good one though i didn't i don't know why i just thought like kenny drake was a little younger in my head i didn't even look at his age but yeah he's older than chris carson send him to the home it's a good thing jimbo's rich because he's got three running backs getting ready to go into the retirement home how about let's talk about gus tt showbiz who surprisingly does not have that old of a team yeah surprisingly is correct uh, I've been saying for the last year, I'm saying it again this year, if old Gus really commits to being all in on this team with the picks he has and the current assets he has, uh, he can quickly turn this team around to become, maybe he takes my playoff spot, uh, this year because I'm going to be out of it. But yeah, Wade's got some, some easy pickings on the retirement home. Obviously we're both going to say Peterson here, 36, just way past any sort of age of a running back that he should be even playing in the league anymore somehow has himself two or three games a year where he gets some touchdowns and still running for 80, 90 yards. But that's Adrian Peterson is just a freak of nature since he's been in the league. I threw in Sony Michelle in this one as well. We know Wade doesn't have any running backs. We know he needs running backs. He literally doesn't have any. Uh, Sony Michelle is 26. Uh, you're kind of on that deadline, but he's been on the Patriots and they have like 40 running backs every year. So Wade, Gus, my friend, you've got some uh, guys that are long in the tooth uh, that are ready for, uh, you know, dinner at four and uh, some iced tea. I I don't know what retired people do. (laughs) Yeah, we both did pick Adrian Peterson, but he might be the next Frank Gore and just like just keep getting on teams and like having, you know, four touchdowns a year and be a semi-starter. But I like that. I like the Sony Michelle one. And I, I've heard stuff about the the Patriots potentially cutting him. Oh, wow. Like you said, he's got, he, they've got 40 running backs on the roster and then just drafted another one. So uh, that might, that might bear out because I don't see him really, I mean, he'll probably make, he'll probably get signed somewhere else for another depth piece, but you know, He's looking pretty done. His knees are are in rough shape too, so not surprising. All right, rounding it out here, let's talk about Matt's team, the South Dakota Buffalo. I this is another one where I tried to choose a player that is uh, a big name that is going to be very much relied upon. I went with DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. He's currently 29. I think he just turned 29 literally like a couple days ago. Yeah. So not bad. 
you know, I was, I'm reaching here on this one. DeAndre Hopkins has obviously been good for his whole career and is still going to be good. But I tried to find somebody that Matt might need to look into after this year uh, to making a move so he doesn't experience one of those steep drop-offs like an A.J. Green. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to say DeAndre Hopkins. This, Who knows? Maybe he's going to break the mold and be like Julio, you know, still good in that 29-30 age range. But it's fun to think that someone like DeAndre is nearing the, nearing the end of the career and the people that have owned him, currently own him out there in dynasty leagues or even thinking about redrafts that ah, might only have another good year left of him. So, boom. Big name. I took a little look at DeAndre, but I just, I had too much belief that he'd be good for a couple more years. So um, I, I didn't pick him, but I understand where you're coming from. My pick isn't as fun, so kind of wish I would have been as bold as you. But I said Jared Cook, who's 34, which was surprising to me. I yeah, I looked at Jared Cook too. Super old for a tight end, you know, is in a decent spot with uh, Justin Herbert this year. So – Probably some good touchdown upside, but probably his last year. Just th- that age is, is is too much. Some other guys that I kind of looked at were Scum and Sneak Show favorite Marvin Jones. Mm-hmm. He, he's getting up there. And then one that I kind of half believe in is Mike Davis, who's 28 at the running back's position. Can he hold up as the three down back in Atlanta this year? That's kind of the question. And that's why I think he might be on his way out because of the uh, the workload he could have this year. You know, that could kind of accelerate his his exit and exit from the league, entrance into the home. Entrance into the home. And let's wrap it up here with Ernie Fritz, Laviska Lavuska, the guy you made the big trade with because some of the guys that you traded to him are our candidates here for the retirement home. Yep, and I'm going to go all in on this one, just trying that last-ditch effort to justify any moves. If, if you guys are, you know, thinking that, you know, Sneak just totally messed up, and by all means, think whatever you want. I'm here for it, but here we go. Ernie E. Fritz, Eric, Keenan Allen, and Tyler Lockett are both 29 years old. Ezekiel Elliott will be 26 in July next month. Those may not mean anything. They may mean a lot. Keenan Allen, Lockett, both just got new contracts this last year. Elliott's been working off that massive contract, so maybe it's all for naught. But those are some old guys, in my opinion, and they're especially Elliott. If he doesn't put it together this year, I would not be surprised if the Cowboys tried to get rid of him. And then, uh, you know, Lockett being surpassed by DK this last year, always still good for about six, half a dozen games where he's just – an absolute monster. And we're hoping that Keenan Allen just stays healthy and stays good with Herbert. But a lot of older guys getting up there in those ages where you got to think, is it time? And I did think that because I, I got them. I had them all last year, made it all work. Didn't get to the finish line, tried to stop you from winning. Couldn't do it. Got those old guys out the house. Yeah. But I don't know why you had this. Why'd you have to say anything bad about Keenan Allen? It's not nice. I know. I know. But, but Eric, when you hear this, you know, he's right. So, you know, just 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 trade Keenan Allen to someone. Someone who would give him a good home, you know? Someone that cares. Who I had for Eric, though, was uh, Antonio Brown, who's older than both Keenan Allen and Tyler Lockett, who is pretty insane, probably because of the concussions he's had in his life from that time Vontae's perfect that uh, killed him so i think that there's a little bit of like excitement about him in the in the fantasy world because of how he ended last season with tom brady but i don't know if that's going to be like sustainable over the full season this year and then uh yeah once once the bucks are done with him he's definitely going to be done so i think he's the one headed for probably a psych ward uh, sooner than the retirement home. But. Yeah, he's going to skip the retirement home and go straight to the uh, the padded area, uh, you know, of that, and then be heavily medicated. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. But there you have it, guys. Those are the old guys on all of our teams. So you fun. Know, some of them probably, you know, not as important. Like we said, yeah. just cut them anyway. But some of them, 
like like I know for me, there's definitely things to think about, right? With these old guys. So maybe, maybe helping you out here, but also just letting you guys know that life is short, time's arrow marches forward, and you know, ultimately you've got to face your uh your demises. Yeah, Father Time comes calling for us all, some a little sooner, some a little later. But at the end of the day, we all get old, bodies break down, minds start to wander, and the retirement home uh, will be a, a joyous comfort to a lot of these players soon. And uh, just start thinking about it, y'all. Just take a look. Like, get intimate and personal with your team and do what's best for them and what's best for you. Yeah, just lay awake at night and stare into the darkness and think about your player's old age and then your impending old age, you know, just a simple daily ritual. Well, I hope you guys had fun. Yeah, this was a fun one. Yeah, I had a lot of fun, Scum. This was cool to look at everyone's team, see what these players are doing, see where they're at. And uh, like we keep saying, we're beating it. Uh, we're beating a dead horse here. We're ramping up to the season. We're two months away from August. You know, training camps are starting next month. Guys, this is we're we're out here for you to bring you entertainment, a lot of fun. Really dive in. We're gonna start ramping up the episodes here and getting into some nitty gritty stuff. Having a couple more guests on. Be ready for some guest appearances as we get closer to our draft. But oh man, the season just can't come soon enough. We're willing it over here, Scum. We're just wishing and willing it to be here, and we're just uh, can't wait. Every day it gets closer, and that's thanks to us making it happen. Yeah, like you said, Shanique, we're, um, we're going to have this abbreviated schedule just for a little bit longer, and then we're going back to every week as we get hot and heavy prepping for this season. So thank you again, guys, for listening. Thank you for your support. Hopefully this is helping, you know, you ease into Scummer, and we love you guys. Love you all. Thanks for listening, all of our fans, friends. Uh, loyal subjects out there. Enjoy this time. Bye. How's that Mario just now? That was um, that was perfect. I've never heard a better Mario.